welcome to episode 147, season 7, episode 13 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'm Andy, joined across town by Andrew. Hello. I'm a, uh, I'm recovering from a, uh, a wicked cold, so you might be able to tell our voice is different this week. Yeah? Uh, okay. Are you recovering from watching one really poor offense in person last week? We'll get there. Okay. We're uh, also joined by Tom. Hey guys, I took Katie to her very first ever Clemson <gasps> game this weekend, and she was treated to some of the worst football we both have ever seen. So. <laughs> That's good, but did you rush the field anyway? <laughs> I, I did not. Oh, funny okay. story. Okay. Uh, late, I think it was in the fourth quarter, uh, uh, Will Shipley broke off a 50-yard uh, touchdown run, which I think put Clemson ahead for the first time in the game. And I was jumping in, up and down cheering, and I felt like I hit something in the back of my calf. Um, and then I turned around and there was nothing there. And I was like, weird. And then all of a sudden there was immense pain in my calf. And then you're uh, old. And then I'm old. Well I, was, well, I was old before that. But then I remembered I was old. And then I had to walk about a mile back to oh. my car. <laughs> and it was brutal because Clemson is a very hilly uh, campus. So, yeah. I can't say I've ever Sometimes. walked on the campus there. If it's anything like the like UGA, it's very hilly though. You, uh, Sa- you did same it, part of the country you, though. You didn't rush the field, and uh, DJ, you didn't feel threatened by you. He did not. No. Um, no. He, as far as I know, no players punched anyone. Um, oh, weird. I don't think any of the Syracuse. Weird. I don't think any of the Syracuse players punched anyone. Did, so, did they feel know, threatened that's... by anyone running on the field? I, you know, especially uh, a, a person that was much smaller than them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can understand how if you're like, you know, 6'5", 250 pounds, how you would feel threatened by someone who's like 5'4", 110 pounds. That, that is a scary thought for somebody of that size. I get it. Yeah. Especially when they're not even running towards you, they're running by you. But, right. you know, things. I don't know. It's, it's things that happen. It's weird. Only one person felt threatened that night enough yeah. to hit someone of the opposite sex. So, uh, as far as we know. And then I'm sure to sue this school (laughs) i'm sure they will face severe repercussions for sure yes that's right so surely he will not see the field again this year that's right yeah definitely won't see the see the field the next game that didn't that wouldn't happen um so anyway let's start out by uh taking the opportunity to talk about the polls so yeah really um this week we have the uh FEI rankings were updated, and we've got um, Ohio State at one, Georgia two, it. Alabama three, Michigan at four, uh, Texas at five, uh, Tennessee. Man, these uh, analytical polls really love five and three Texas. They do. They they love them they more have... than the actual results do. But yeah, that's true. What were you saying? They uh, they have the three best losses. Out of any team. (laughs) Find another team with three better losses and tell me why they shouldn't be higher. I mean, I think that what they're what they're saying here is that they're playing well enough to have won some of those games. And yeah, that they should have actually won that. So uh they're not necessarily going by the results but on the game performance. It's times like these that we can almost kind of think that we're not using uh, computers uh, to put teams in the CFP if we're just going to throw out scores. Yeah, well, they I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, 
Uh, the, what we can all agree on the, is uh, that the, the analytics are like the losing coach. Well, we played well enough to win. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, we just ran out of time. We basically won. Yeah, we basically won. <laughs> We, we we won everywhere but the scoreboard. Um, Listen, if it wasn't for the six big plays we gave up, we would have won that game. Yeah, all the uh, if you look at um, here's a dude CFB Nate on uh, on Twitter does a like a composite of all the well I guess of some of the analytics polls. So there's like six of them that he does, uh, and overall Texas is at six. So anyway. It's uh, yeah, the the polls do love themselves some uh, some Texas. So next poll we got the uh, AP poll. Uh, we got Georgia at number one. We did it. Ohio State. Uh, I figured I would say that. Um, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson with one first place vote somehow. I want to know who after gave Clemson that first place vote because I feel like it's trolling. Dabo. I feel. I feel like it that was, was not uh, an AP member. Do we think it was Dino Babers maybe? Dino is also not an AP member. Uh, okay. Uh, don't they? Right, don't well. they release? They still release the AP ballots. I thought we need to. We can find those. Yeah. Oh yeah, AP yeah. We are talking. We are ballots. talking about the AP. Um, yeah. There we go. Anyway, so. Oh, did they put those up? Yeah, I'm loading the site. I think it's, they do. It's being slow though. All right, I'll carry on past that. Uh, Alabama at six, TCU seven, Oregon. Oklahoma State and USC running out the top ten. Where's Texas with their five and three record, yeah. where they almost should be eight? No. Oh, the human polls do not think nearly as much of Texas as the computers do. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they're they're looking at results, and the computers are looking at like the computers are like, how the hell did Texas lose this game? And they found ways. I found the uh, I found the the voter. Who is it? Okay. John Wilner of San uh-huh. Jose Mercury News. Right. San Jose? Here you guys is have his, a friend in San his Jose. Top, here's his top five. <clears throat> okay. Clemson. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tennessee. Uh-huh. Georgia. Uh-huh. Ohio State. Uh-huh. Michigan. It's not cr- that crazy aside from Clemson at number one. <laughs> Let's see if he has anyone else. Uh, he has Penn State. He's the lowest person person to rank Penn State the lowest. He's the only person to still rank Mississippi State at 20th. Uh, that looks like his outliers. There, There's another person who takes these polls and like basically shows who's the big outliers in the voting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happened is, right, because he's in San Jose, he probably like he slept through the Clemson game. He woke up when it was over. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, Clemson beat undefeated uh, Syracuse. We'll give him a first place vote. Someone has, uh, only one person has uh, Alabama uh, higher than fourth, and that is uh, the South Bend writer. Okay, he has them third. Well, Notre Dame fans historically are uh, terrified of Alabama, so maybe that's part of it. I just remember that one video of that uh, middle-aged mom being very upset when Notre Dame drew Alabama in the playoffs. Um. Anyway, so coaches as as shitty as shitty as Clemson is, they do have a win over number ten Wake Forest. <clears throat> All right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, interesting. They're tied for 10th in the AP, and coaches pulled their outright 10th. Um, all right, so Georgia in the coaches poll, number one, Ohio State two, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, TCU, Oregon, Oklahoma State, and Wake Forest. Rounding out your top 10. 
And uh, yeah, it's not a lot of change between this week and last week in, uh, in those, either of those polls from what I'm seeing. Andrew, can you give us an update on the FPI, please? I sure can. Uh, first place, Ohio State, two Bama, three uh-huh. Georgia, four Michigan, uh-huh. five Tennessee, six. Love them. Love them. Texas Longhorns. Yep. Seven Clemson. Undefeated Love Clemson, them. seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> five and two Utah, eighth. Clemson, or sorry, LSU, ninth. Haha, <laughs> Death Valley. And tenth is USC. Uh, interesting thing. Uh, Ohio State has gained ground. Uh, their separation between Alabama. Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan. Everyone's rankings or FPI dropped and Ohio State's went up. Everyone in the top uh, 10, I should say. I think actually everyone's hmm. did go down. Interesting. And our uh, playoff, highest chances to make playoffs, the four teams are, you guessed it, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, and Georgia. Okay. And your highest percent chance to make national championship is a high state, 51.6, and Georgia is 42%. Yep. Correct. And then the next after them uh, is Alabama at 35. Yep. And it says they're due for another loss, though. Mm hmm. SP plus uh, rankings we have a highest state. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and all of these, there's a fairly big gap between three and four. And then there's a bigger, or then there's another gap between six and seven, essentially between Texas and Clemson. You're welcome, Tom. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Michigan at four, uh, Tennessee, Texas, Ole Miss, Oregon, Clemson, love Texas, Utah. Man. They really do. They grade out really well everywhere but the scoreboard. So, um, well, yeah, the only place that matters. Yeah, <laughs> the only place that actually will get you fired. Ask, uh, well, I don't know. I was gonna say ask Jimbo, but he's probably okay. Um, we'll get to that. Is he? Well, we'll get there. Um, all right. So last week's games, we had last Wednesday, we had Georgia State at App State. App State was favored by ten. They won forty-two to seventeen. Good job, giving. Um, I guess. Uh, I would say that this could make Texas A&M look a little bit better, but you know they've they've lost to enough teams that I think losing to App State is the least of their problems right now. There's nothing to make Texas A&M I mean, look just better lost anymore. They just lost to South Carolina. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's any redemption here. I think App State has more to worry about with uh, with Texas A&M not being a quality win for them anymore. Honestly. Yeah. Um, Thursday we had Virginia at uh, Georgia Tech, and dear God, this was a this was a game. Uh, Georgia Tech was favored by three. They lost sixteen to nine, and uh, <laughs> they put in their uh, their backup quarterback. Georgia Tech did, and the the there was a shade of of Reggie Ball moment last week when he is, I guess you could say, driving the ball down the field um, is kind of bumbling the ball down the field, but. Yeah, they, they were trying, um, and it's fourth down, and that guy just runs out of bounds uh, and doesn't even make an attempt to to advance the, like, to run upfield or, or throw the ball or anything. He just runs out of bounds. It's like I said, shades of, uh, of Reggie Ball. But. The, the best was his quote afterwards where he was like, yeah, I kind of, I just wanted the game to end. <laughs> it was like he was like, yeah, we were gonna lose anyway. So yeah, like, we were gonna lose. So I just wanted to end it there. I should have thrown up a hail mary, but I was tired. 
basically what he said. <laughs> it was fantastic. Which I'm like, ah, man, I'm like, I'm glad you're honest, but like, you can't go back into the locker and be like, yep. <laughs> I just, yeah, we've done. Just, yeah. My, my bad, guys. We were going to lose anyway. I, I just didn't yeah. even want to try. Yeah, that was a real bad look. Anyway, Friday, we had UAB at Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. They were favored by two and a half, and they won 20 to 17. So Vegas nailed it by half a point. Saturday, we had Cincy favored by three at SMU, and they won 29 to 27. You suck, Vegas. And oh boy, oh boy, Iowa at Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 29. They won 54 to 10. In a game, the twenty-nine was like the easiest money ever. I feel like in a game me... where the defense scored more points again than than Iowa's offense, they scored seven by and, double, over yes, double, over double, and uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, they had the defense scored. You guys throw a pick six, and uh, Stroud got uh, hit. Uh, they just like didn't block the middle linebacker. He just got planted in the middle, like at the four-yard line, and fumbled it for in the end zone. I will yeah. say, I will say that there were some interesting uh, things in this game. Uh, one being that Ohio State really wasn't having to go far for most of their drives because. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. May I? May I please? Go go <laughs> ahead, sir. Please, thank you. You get uh-huh. your corner. Let me have my corner. I don't have a corner this have week. A corner this week. <clears throat> no. This week he does not have a corner. That's right. Uh, Next so- week I will. So no, I know you will. <laughs> you you read about Iowa's offense. You watch Iowa's offense on TV. <laughs> you see the stats about Iowa's offense. You are not ready to watch Iowa's offense in person. It is yeah. a next level debauchery. Debauchery, uh, debauchery, huh? Yeah. Also, it's like an event horizon. The the reality is much much worse. It is. The the offensive line can't block. The wide receivers look like they're running in slow motion. The quarterback... Okay, the best thing about the quarterback. First play of the game, Iowa's quarterback throws an interception. <laughs> and then they bench him at halftime. The backup comes in, first play of the game, throws an interception on his first play. Yep. So, uh, the I think at halftime, the offense, their offense had 44 total yards. Uh and Ohio State's like average field starting position was on the other side of the 50 uh, because Ohio State forced nine turnovers uh, if we include the failed fourth down conversions. So nine drive turnovers. So three picks, three fumbles, and then three fourth down attempts. One was which was uh, looked like a fake punt, but I don't know if it was actually a fake punt. Uh, it looked like their punter thought he could get there, and then he ran the slowest ever seen any human being ever run to try and get a first down. Uh, so Ohio state's offense looked a little dicey in the first half. Uh, and, and Stroud and day both came out and said that the short field really fucked with them, that they couldn't really get into the rhythm of doing, you know, their, their long passes and, and the plays developing because they had such short fields all the time. But then when the second half started, they got that longer field and could get into a rhythm. Then, um, but uh, Iowa's defense held the running game in a check. Uh, I will say that this is the the uh, Iowa has a top ten defense. Ohio State scored uh, fifty four points on them. Actually, it was there was a pick six, so forty seven points on them. Uh, and this was the most upset I've seen an Ohio State fan base about a thirty seven point win uh, or a a 
44 point win versus a legit good defense uh, ever, uh, which is kind of frustrating. But uh, yeah, I was offense well, bad. First... Nine turn nine turnovers, five sacks, ten tackles for loss. It was bad news out there. The first half, I was defense was actually holding you guys to a lot of field goals and punts. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it seemed like they got worn down. I mean, when you're when their offense is, isn't doing anything, eventually that defense is going to get worn down. Um, I'm not going to attempt a dramatic reading of the Iowa offense, but I will uh, kind of quickly summarize uh, their drive. So, first drive, three yards and a punt. Uh, second drive, one yard and a fumble. Uh, their first their first drive was interception first play. Uh, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yes, you're you're correct. Se- second drive was three yards and a punt. Uh, third drive was one yard and a fumble. Fourth drive was eight yards turned over on downs. Uh, next one was uh, 44 yards, probably their longest drive of the day, uh, which resulted in a field goal. It took them uh, four minutes and 53 seconds to get a field goal. Um, next drive was one yard uh, for, uh, one, which, for a punt. Which by, Sorry. by the way, yeah. that, that drive was fielded by like one of the worst pass interference calls I've ever seen on a third mm-hmm. down. Um, uh, continu- yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, continuing on, uh, next drive, uh, not really a drive, but it was their defense, uh, pick six, uh, interception touchdown, um, best play of the day for them. Uh, next drive they had was 24 yards, uh, which is No, that was good. interception touchdown for Ohio State. They threw the interception. Okay, yes. Ohio State scored the touchdown. My bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it was a completed pass for a touchdown. So It was. I mean, that's true. Uh, next drive was 24 yards, so looking good so far, but it ended in a punt. Uh, next drive was uh, negative one yard and a fumble. Uh, uh, next next drive was one yard and an interception. Uh, 20 yards in downs. Next one, 19 yards, punt. Nine yards, downs. 31 yards, fumble. And the last drive was seven yards and a punt. Uh, and things are totally fine. You know, uh, Brian Ferentz still has a job. Things are going great there. There was, uh, I'll tell one last story we can move off Move off this game. There was a Iowa fan uh, sitting, he was by himself, uh, like two rows in front of me. And where we were sitting was kind of, uh, the, the staircase goes up and the jet's out like, a couple seats and goes back up and he was sitting right where it goes where it jets out. So people were just walking right in front of him and five different people came up to him and just gave him a beer and said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got to say that we have, uh, uh, our, our resident Ohio state or sorry, Ohio, Iowa state fan listening on the discord right now. Uh, as you can, if you email us at podcast at academically ineligible.com, I'm assuming our Iowa state fan is probably masturbating furiously when I was reading the, <laughs> <laughs> the drive list there. Um, yeah, which is fine. Anyway, anything else on this one, Andrew, before we continue on, I don't know how much more we can, how much more dirt we can put on uh ferrets there. It, it's, it's bad. I, I, you know what the the scary thing is is like if if Iowa even had a bad offense, they would be a legit team. It's it's by far worse than FBS, and it's uh, among worst and uh, or sorry, it, it's by far worse in P five, and it's almost the worst in FBS as a whole. It's super. It's super bad. I and the thing that sucks is that like their defense is legitimately good um and that coordinator's working his ass off and i don't know how he hasn't kicked the shit out of brian ferentz yet honestly he's been there forever yeah 
Like, he doesn't deserve this shit. Like he should just go elsewhere. He's not appreciated. Uh, he he makes like ten thousand dollars more than Brian Ferentz, by the way. That's also fucked up. Um. All right, Kansas at Baylor. Baylor was favored by eight, and they won thirty-five to twenty-three. Um. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think what. Or I think everyone on here was under the, let's see, the uh, the thinking that Kansas was going to fall apart eventually, and we've definitely reached that point. I told yep. you, I said Kansas might not make a bowl game. I proclaimed <laughs> that way back in the day. I think, well, I think we all did. Kind yeah, of. you kind of got a little lucky because they lost their quarterback. Well, I said it even before then. That's, uh-huh. my, that's my, my point. You, you did got get lucky, lucky because they lost their quarterback. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. You don't know. We don't. We don't. We don't know. The only thing we know is they're losing now. Yeah. Okay. Um, West Virginia was at Texas Tech, and Texas Tech was favored by seven. They won 48 to 10. So Texas Tech quietly putting together a pretty decent season. Yeah. For a, for a team who was nothing was expected of them. Yeah. The fighting tortillas. Ole Miss at LSU. Favored by one and a half, and LSU won forty-five to twenty. Uh, I think that we made more than one and a half. Huh? A lot more than one and a half. A lot more than one and a half. I think we might need to have a conversation that none of us, I don't think, really want to have, which is that uh, <laughs> Brian Kelly's doing a pretty good job at LSU. Let's pump the brakes. <laughs> he's I'm just saying together. He's putting he's putting together. He's putting some together. Let's put it this way: he's walked into a situation. <laughs> Where yeah. a lot of people had, you know, a lot of players left the program in the wake of the uh, all the shit that was going on with Ordron, and it looks like he's overachieving right now with what he's got. Yeah, um, I'm not saying he's that they're lost to Florida State, but yeah, and yeah, got, it was de- it was they early. got demol they got demolished by Tennessee, like Steve. I feel like they're looking good, but they, any any of the good teams they've played, they've lost to. Well. I don't know. Is Ole Miss good? I don't know. We'll they find were, out this they week. Were, they were ranked top 10 prior to this. They were seven last week. Sure. Kansas was ranked. Well, they weren't sure. ranked top 10, but, you know. Um, I mean, Ole Miss was good, but I think that uh, Kiffin did what he always does, and he goes he goes for it on fourth down, like, every time, and then it, it backfired on him a couple times in this game. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, but I think the problem was that they just couldn't stop LSU. Yeah, it was, uh, what's it, uh, Jaden Daniels, I think, is the is the kid's name. He's been really good for them. And they've got a big game coming up uh, in two weeks, so yeah, we'll talk about that then. Man, Jaden Daniels had 121 yards rushing. Yes. 250 yeah, yards yeah. passing, five total touchdowns. Woo! That's what I was saying. He had a game, so... I mean, sneaky good, maybe? I'm not saying, like, sneaky great, but, like, sneaky good, which could be a problem next week. We'll see. I, I, they'll, go like, they'll go to, like, the Peach Bowl or something. We'll have a good year. So we'll get, we'll get a, yeah. I, they should win out after the Bama game. So we'll get, we'll see how, if they lose another stinker like they did to Tennessee, then they're just fraud central. Yeah. I mean, you can, you don't, you know, I mean, not, you don't have to be a fraud. They can just fraud. be a good team. No, you're, this is college not, football. You're either good or you're shit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, exactly what, what he said. All right, Texas uh, favored by six and a half at uh, Oklahoma State, and uh, Oklahoma State won forty-one to thirty-four. Um, and Sark was so mad 
after the game, he did not even sing the racist choo-choo song with his players. Uh, he said, you know, got caught up in the moment. It won't happen again because the racist alumni were upset that they didn't sing the racist choo-choo song. So they're going to they'll sing get the right song back with at that. us. That's right. Uh, Quinn Ewers threw uh, a couple untimely picks in that game. Yeah, I should probably clarify. Yeah, I don't know. Not- All I know, it was, a, it was in the third quarter, and Texas was up 34-24. And then I found out that Texas lost. And well, I was like, what the hell happened? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, I think we, here, here's what happened. Quinn Ewers' stat Listen. line. Nin- yeah. 19 for 49, 319 yards, of- two touchdowns, three interceptions. That's what happened. Yeah. Not bad, yeah. or not not great. Um, Nineteen oh. for twenty nine or forty nine. Sure does sound like another quarterback that plays at Penn State. Oof. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you just change the hair, same person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should clarify. I don't know if we have any Texas fans that listen to this. I'm not by any means saying. Uh, before anybody gets upset, not every alumni of Texas is racist. There is a I vocal am, minority. Right now, I'm saying that right now, every single there, one of them are. <laughs> there's a vocal minority <laughs> that wants them to sing the racist choo-choo song after every game. When they, are all, they, are, they are also probably the richest minority. That's right. <laughs> They're the ones that probably hold the purse strings there and control uh, Sark. So it is what it is. They also control all the analytical uh, polls. That's why and they that's, probably that's right. wear big cowboy hats. They're Stetsons, sir. And big cowboy belts. And yep. boots. You got it. Yeah, you can't forget the boots. All right. Boots UCLA. <laughs> UCLA, Oregon, favored by six and a half. And they won 45 to 30. I feel like the final score was not even like indicative of the beating that Oregon was putting on them. Um, Look at it you was, propping up Oregon. Look at you. Man, yeah. Bo Nix. Oregon's so good, man. Man. You know, like Oregon could play in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, bet Bo if Nicks. Oregon played Georgia right now, they would only lose by 30 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it would probably be about the same because Bo Nix is still on the other side. But uh, he, in against schools not named Georgia, he's actually really good. Like, listen to this stat line. 22 of 28, 283 yards, five TDs. Um, that's, that's not bad. Not bad, uh, especially for Bo Nix. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, however, did not have a great game, uh, mostly because they were calling uh, they were calling very short passes uh, for him. Uh, 6.7 yards uh, was his average. Uh, so, you know, basically as long as Oregon could tackle, um, like there was not really much of a threat there. Um, that running back that UCLA has, though, fairly impressed with him. Uh Zach Charbonnet, very good running back. Uh, I think we'll be seeing him in the pros whenever he's eligible. Oh, he's a senior, so yeah, we'll probably be seeing him in the pros after this year. He looks very he, good. Uh, he played for uh, Michigan. Transfer. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he looked like their best player. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson looked. Uh, he looks good. He looks good, but Charbonnet looks. He looks like an NFL player out there. He's very good. Um, yeah, and then Oregon looks. They just didn't really. They didn't really look threatened by UCLA. Um, it, was, it looked like a miserable game. It was raining the whole time, from what I remember. Um, there's a, a Bobo that plays for UCLA, Jake Bobo. He's really good too. I believe related to uh, to Mike Bobo, which is very interesting how he ended up there. But 
Anyway, next game, we got Mississippi State at Alabama. This was the get-right game for Alabama, and it was. Uh, they were favored by 20 and a half. They won 30 to 6. I would say that this was a game that uh, it it was a get-right game, but it was also not the best game in the world for Bryce Young. He looked like he was a little, uh, a little gimpy in this one with his arm, um, struggling a little bit. I think his, I'm trying to find his uh, completion percentage. I think it was, uh, it did not end up great. He was 21 of uh, 35 at 249 yards, so um, he was only passing for about seven, seven yards per. Per pass, so not not really going down the field. The good thing is that Mississippi State wasn't either. Thirty passes, uh, or sorry, sixty passes, thirty completions for for Will Rogers and a three point nine uh, yards average uh, for each one. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions for for them. Although they did finally, to their credit, at the very end of the game, they got a rushing touchdown. I believe uh, uh, close to time expiring. So they finally got a touchdown after, I think the, that was the first touchdown that Leach's uh, team has scored against uh, Saban. So Aha, anyway. suck it. Yeah, I got it. And uh, fall it off in Alabama now. Yeah. Bryce was just looking like his, uh, his arm was hurting him a little bit. So maybe they uh, trying to remember if they have too much throwing last week. Do they have this week off. I know the next yes. week they got yes. LSU. Yeah, they, they he probably needs this week off. So that that is coming at a good time, probably. So everyone's off this weekend. Not everyone. Uh, yeah, although this well. week the, the games are not very good. So not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah. All right. Um. I just realized we might have some con- contention on the game of the week this week. Um, I don't really care. There, we have two options there. And one of them better not be Georgia. No, it's definitely not. Um, next game, we had Minnesota at Penn State, favored by five, and they won 45-17. to 17. Um, Yeah. Andrew, what, what happened to Minnesota? Um, uh, Tanner, uh, Tanner Morgan didn't play, so they had uh, their backup quarterback in. His name, I'm, I'm not going to try to say his full name. His first name is Alfin. Uh he, he didn't play great, uh, but also Sean Clifford uh, probably he at least had the best game of this season. Um, we'll say career. He had a he had a good game, 300 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns. Uh, Penn State pretty much dominated that game. Um, Minnesota just couldn't get anything any consistent drives going. Are we sure that uh, that they didn't email Bonex over and he put on? Uh, Clifford's jersey. I mean, they're interchangeable, for this game. so maybe. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's uh, Big Ten Bo Nix. Same person. Same energy. I'm pretty sure Sean Clifford is... Or Bo Nix is SEC slash Pac-12 Bo Nix. Sean Clifford's been there for like nine years. It sure seems like it. Although, um, it seems like every quarterback they've had for that period of time has been either Sean Clifford or someone exactly like him. Sean Clifford played games in the 2018 season. Okay. Um, all right. I, I don't know what else to say on that. I, I think that Penn state put, put a weapon on them and they, uh, they stopped, 
they they contained yeah. Mo Ibrahim, uh, which they could not contain Michigan's running game. So they fixed whatever was going on there, and they got challenged this week. Yeah. All right. Kansas State at TCU. TCU was favored by three and a half. They won thirty-eight to twenty-eight. And yeah, TCU. I'm. I'm still not completely sold on them, and I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, analytics polls put them at 14th. Um, they're they're good, but I don't know. Hearing some rumblings about like dark horse playoff candidate, and I I mean I'm not saying they're shit, but it, like they don't look like let's a top wait. 14. Let's wait until they play number five Texas, and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see what analytics have to Joe. say then. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's fair. Okay, I, I like It'll that. End up being number four, five and four Texas, or what, That's I don't right. know when they played it. That's right. They'll they'll beat Texas by like one point. So then the Texas polls will go up. Yeah, Texas yeah. election. Texas go will up. go up and TCU will go down. <laughs> hey, they lost to another TCU good lost team. A four lost team. Yeah, Texas. <laughs> Texas, you lost undefeated TCU. We'll move you up. TCU, you barely beat four lost Texas. We're gonna move you down. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, we we got a write in also for the game here. Uh, we we didn't even think it would be a game. <laughs> it wasn't a game. Well, it wasn't much of one. Uh, Duke was at Miami. I don't know what the spread was, but I know Miami was favored. Didn't go that way. Duke won forty-five to twenty-one. Um, there were five fumbles and three interceptions for Miami, who is now three and four. Um, I I don't know, like Mario Cristobal. I don't know. Okay. Tom, do, do, does this surprise you at all, or or what? Does what surprise me? It does not surprise <laughs> Miami me. is not good. That Mario Cristobal's this asking. bad. I, Miami has not uh, been. You should probably, a you should good probably team. be asking Oregon fans, not me. I don't know what. what I, I feel like Cristobal's always had this reputation as being a good recruiter, but a terrible game day coach. Why? That, you know. Why do we keep continuing? Like Miami is like this this <laughs> class above program. They have not been relevant since two thousand two. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Also, they're one of these programs that I would contend uh, the the times when they were good, which was a relatively short period of time, is more the aberration for the course of their history than the rule. Yeah. So they're this like is the more Florida of Gators. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong there. Uh, this is more of like returning to the the baseline, if anything. Um, like I mean, there are a lot of people that know. No, they're they're not like that. But um, you're right; they have anyway. more national championships in the last twenty years. Okay, got him. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll see how uh, how things go with with them. It, you know, it, whatever happens, we know that Miami fans are going to take it well. Um, that they're there's always like, measured in like their response. Six Miami fans. That's true, but they're the ones that there are are very vocal and. They seemingly have no patience for, for any kind of building process. And I, I mean, who has more football fans, Duke or Miami? Um, Miami um, definitely has more fake football fans. I was gonna say when they're winning, I think Miami has more. Like, who shows? Who has? Like, I would be interested to see who has a higher attendance this year. Um, I think that I'm assuming that the chairs are painted orange where Miami plays, so that probably helps them out, so you can't see how many people are not there. That's correct. Yeah. They are painted orange, but they play in the Dolphin Stadium, so that that could be for a different reason anyway. Oh. 
Um, yeah. Uh, according I, to this thing, know. over the last five-year average uh, in the ACC, Duke is 13th and Miami is 5th. Okay. 5th? There's no way. Over the last five years, average attendance. Well. There's no way. It's probably tracking, when they say attendance, like all these things, it's just tracking how many people buy tickets. That's not how many actually go to the game, but whatever. There's no way to actually know that number. Like, gate receipts. There are teams that actually have people that want to go to their games. There's no way Miami's in front of them. I don't don't know. It's weird. Who knows? That's what it says. Your game of the week. Yeah, all right. Syracuse at Clemson, favored by 13.5. They won 27-21. Tom... Yeah. We need to have a conversation about DJU or what, but he had himself I, a game, I, a 2021 we, game. We will see. Yes. He definitely has himself a 2021 game. We'll see. Clemson has a bye, um, and then they play Notre Dame. So I think we'll see in two weeks if this was just an anomaly or if he is regressed. Um, it's weird kind of because he played really well early on, um, and then – you know, he had that fumble, that scoop and score fumble from like the Syracuse five in the in the second quarter, I think it was, and then from then on, he just seemed rattled. And um, I, I don't know. And but but what what does Clemson do? I mean, they they put in the backup, and the backup didn't look any better. I mean, all, luckily, all Clemson had to do was run the ball the rest of the game. But um, uh, Klubnik didn't look any better. Honestly, he was like what two of whatever for like. 19 yards. I don't think that, that he's the answer right now anyway. So, um, got to hope that this was just uh, kind of a one-off and DJ will be fine for the rest of the season. I mean, Clemson doesn't really have t- much of a tough schedule for the rest of the, the year. So, um, yeah. toughest game is South Carolina. It looks like probably will be actually be UNC or whoever they play in the championship game. But yeah. yeah. Uh, well, sure. I mean, I don't think I don't think UNC is good, but I don't think they're as bad as South Carolina. Hey, hey, South Carolina had a win this weekend <sighs> against Texas A&M. Everyone beats, Tex- Everyone beats Texas A&M, though. Yeah, that wasn't even on our uh, list. Also, uh, we neglected to mention since that game just came up, um, three, maybe four, true freshmen suspended allegedly for smoking weed in the locker room prior to the game. So, um, and then other rumors of players going in the transfer portal already, you know, who could have expected that with the season going how it went? Um, who could have seen? Yeah. So Cade Klubnik got himself some time in there. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, uh, he's fast. At least we can run the read option better. Um, but I don't know. I, how many passes I did say... he actually throw? It wasn't much, right? No, I know he only completed two, I believe. And then he had one of them, I think, was a two-point conversion, um, which was big. I, well, I guess it was big. I mean, I guess it didn't really matter since we won by more than two. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll i say that Clemson played their worst game of the year, had four turnovers, and still beat an undefeated team uh, by six points. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a good thing that their defense uh, shut – Syracuse out in the second half because first half all Syracuse because of those errors from uh, Clemson and Syracuse taking advantage, I guess. But I mean, yeah, Clemson, I mean, Clemson, I think Syracuse had like 175 yards in the first half, which isn't great, but I mean, you know, they had 
several takeaways and and uh, and the scoop and score and you know yeah it was frustrating to watch because you know at the game they show you like total yardage and Clemson's like sitting here at like 400 yards of offense and 10 points and I'm just like what the what the hell is going on man hey it's, man like, so frustrating to have like double the yardage and be losing by 11 so winning everywhere yeah. but the scoreboard the Texas yeah we were we were pulling to Texas yeah but uh um. I also felt like with with Syracuse's small uh, defensive line and Clemson continuing to run the ball, that eventually in the fourth quarter, they were just going to be worn out and Clemson was gonna, just going to be able to run all over them, which um, ended up being the case. So, um, Will Shipley had a, aside from his one fumble, had a really great game. So, yeah. And of um, course, the defense shut them out in the second half, which is pretty big. Yeah, he went uh, two of four passing. Uh, Cade Klubnick did and yeah. six, uh, six carries for 15 yards. Although I'm assuming they're counting some sack yards in there. Um, uh, maybe. which I've always thought that counting sack yards against, uh, against rushing yards is kind of, I, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but, uh, I mean, I guess Why? you have to put it somewhere, but. Why would well, it go against passing yards? Well, because it's, passing play. it's not a designed, it's not a designed rush for the quarterback usually. But, uh, so but you're putting it scram- against their should, rushing yards. Should QB scrambles go for passing yards because it's not designed rush? I don't know. I'm just saying that a sack. Uh, I putting think it should it, just be its own stat. I think it should be its own stat. I agree. Yeah, I think it should be bro- broken up. That's fair. I think you're putting it against the quarterback, and it looks like some of these quarterbacks, like, you know, I think Klubnik probably, if you took out, like, some of the sites uh, break out like sack adjusted yards. I'm assuming he probably would have had 25 or 30 total instead of 15. Well, he also, I mean, I think the sacks were his fault. At least some of the time he's just, he, that's fair. He's just not ready to read the field and he just, he starts to panic and starts running around back there. So, well, he's young. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, and also Davo said that, uh, DJ is still the guy. So, uh, don't expect any changes, I guess at this point. I mean, I don't know how you could look at Cade and be like, this is a better option. Not now, anyway. Yeah. No, I think you have to hope that DJ gets his uh, head, of a, head out of his ass. And DJ, uh, to be clear, from my perspective, as a uninterested uh, college football fan, he seems like a nice guy. I hope he gets his shit together. So He has all the talent. I think it's all between his ears. Like He gets in his head or something. I'm not sure what happens to him in these games when, there's, uh, when things are a little tighter. Yeah. I think he just hesitates, and that's causes problems. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he has the arm talent, everything else. So it's a mental issue. So uh, I hope he can get it together. Your turn of the week was Indiana at Rutgers. Rutgers favored by three. They won twenty four seventeen. Hopefully, nobody watched this. Your Pac twelve after dark game of the week was Washington favored by three and a half at Cal, and Washington won twenty eight twenty one. And this week, we've got Thursday, we got Virginia Tech at NC State, favored by 13.5 at 7.30 on ESPN. And then you've got Utah, favored by 7.5 at Washington State at 10 on FS1, so you get a little Pac-12 after dark on a Thursday. There's so many games on here. Are there that many good games this week, no. or are we just trying to fill time? Friday? We haven't gotten there yet. Friday, East Carolina at BYU. BYU favored by three at eight on ESPN two. Saturday we got Arkansas favored by four at Auburn at twelve on the SEC network. 
Notre Dame at Syracuse, uh, February 3 um, at 12 on ABC. And then this one could have been your game of the week if Andrew feels like it. Could be. But uh, the, not a lot of close uh, spreads this week. Close spreads that are actually interesting. There are some close spreads, but eh. Um, Ohio State, February by 15 and a half at Penn State at 12 on Fox. Feels like a lot of points. How much did yeah. how much did Michigan beat Penn State by? A lot, like thirty points. Okay, that's all I need to know. Thank you. By running the ball, right? Yeah, they ran Mostly. like four hundred yards on them. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just that's all I need to know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was looking to make sure this was in our pick'em, so I guess we'll talk about this one a little bit more. Uh, at that point, Oklahoma favored by one and a half at Iowa State. At noon on FS1. And, uh, yeah. It is at least a low spread. Uh, Florida versus... The battle for last place in the Big 12, thanks. How's Oklahoma favorite? I heard that Oklahoma's the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, People are saying that. I've heard people say that. That's true. Iowa State. Though, Mm -hmm. not won a game. Oof. I would say it's not won a game in the Big 12. Oh. Right, but wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, your next game, Florida versus Georgia, favored by 22.5 at 3.30 on CBS. Uh, Going to go watch this at the local uh, Georgia bar. Should be fun. I, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to assume CBS has a contract for this game, because why would yeah. I pick this over Kentucky at Tennessee? Because ratings. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Ratings and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a thing. I mean, who else in the SEC are gonna are they gonna pick for this week at three thirty? I just said Kentucky at Tennessee. Eh. Nah, they. Nope. I mean, neither of those teams are gonna pull in the ratings that Florida and Georgia are in the in the region. Anyway, do you think anyone will be watching this game that's not a Georgia fan after the first quarter? I mean, I don't. No, I, I don't know. There's Florida. Florida <laughs> fans Cause, might cause hate themselves. Because you're talking about ratings. I mean, maybe you're talking about peak ratings. I don't know. But like, I feel like the ratings for Isn't that the three only thing out of the four and a half hours this game is going to play uh, is going to be pretty bad. Aren't peak ratings the only thing that matters? It's the only thing that gets reported? No. I mean, if you're trying to sell ads, I assume that you want good ratings throughout the whole. Eh, whatever. The rest of the nation is going to watch Oklahoma State, Kansas State. We all know it. We're all I know is we're like Florida and Georgia are going to pull in more than Kentucky versus Tennessee, so that's that's the only reason why it's going to be there every year. They're on CBS. I I will be interested to see if like if Florida Georgia is a blowout and Kentucky Tennessee is closer, who will have higher ratings uh, this weekend? I mean, it's probably going to be Florida versus Georgia because it's on uh, over the air instead of broadcast. We'll see. Or instead instead of cable. Uh, I guess that's true. We'll yeah. see. Fair enough. This is why whenever you try to compare somebody on Fox or CBS or ABC to somebody on ESPN, the numbers don't really hold up because uh, one's over there. Because of the pores. Sure. Um, Illinois favored by seven and a half at Nebraska. I'm not sure why this is on here. Well, I mean, I guess Illinois yeah. is Andy, what semi-good. the fuck are you doing? On here? Shut up. He really is trying to fill, fill you time, put man. Oklahoma this Iowa State on is here. long enough. Just let me game. fucking talk about it, and we'll move on. Illinois favored by seven and a half at Nebraska at three thirty <laughs> on ABC. Skip it. 
This is the same man that didn't put Clemson on the list for like four weeks. <laughs> Oklahoma State, uh, Kansas State, favored by one and a half at 330 on Fox. He puts all our teams every week, Tom. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> Where's Oregon? Clemson this week, man? Are you guys off week? Here. 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 I'll do it for you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, your next game is Oregon, favored by 17 and a half as of uh, today. And that's at Cal at 330 on FS1. USC favored by 15 at Arizona at 7 on the Pac-12 network if you actually have it on your refrigerator of choice. Ole Miss favored by 2.5 at Texas A&M at 730 on SEC network. Let's see if Jimbo can get a win. Doubtful. Michigan State. Not Ole Miss, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is at home. I guess that helps to some extent. Michigan State at Michigan Michigan favored by 21 and a half at 7.30 on ABC. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. A lot of points. Michigan State's real bad, though. Pitt. We'll see. Pitt at UNC favored by three at eight on ACC Network. And uh, right in here we have uh, Clemson plays nobody. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. every week. That's true. <laughs> DJ's still going to throw two interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> guy's playing east carolina state and he's still gonna throw two interceptions and have a fumble (laughs) (laughs) um your game of the week uh there's slim pickens this week could have been ohio state or penn state i don't really care uh i put down kentucky at tennessee i don't think that's the game of the week well i put kentucky at tennessee uh tennessee is favored by 13 uh this is seven on espn um Kentucky uh-huh. has a good defense, and I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> I I know that it's not possible for anybody to have played better defense than Alabama did against you Tennessee. You cannot hold Tennessee under 52 points. It's literally impossible. It's literally impossible. <laughs> I think Kentucky uh, might hold them under 52 points. I, I would hope so. No one <laughs> can play defense better than Alabama did versus Tennessee. No one. No one. No one. So um, Kentucky has a good defense. They their offense is. Eh. So I think that what they're going to have to do is do what you'd expect in this case, which is uh, defense play well, uh, shorten the game, etc. Uh, run the ball, use clock, uh, keep Tennessee off the field, which Tennessee doesn't really need a lot of time to score normally because they're scoring uh, quickly. They line up quickly and, and snap the ball fast, um, but. Uh, provided Kentucky can uh, can throw a wrench in the works, which uh, Stoops has been able to do uh, previously against Hypel. Let's see if he's able to uh, to do something this week. I I don't know if I like the 13 points. I think uh, I think it should be a few points lower. I would still I like, probably pick I like Tennessee. More points. I like more points. You like more? <laughs> yeah, more, more for Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee minus 20. Would you take them? That's uh, we're pushing. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tennessee about ten points. Not not a big change, but uh, okay. I would say ten. All right, turn of the week: Miami favored by two and a half. Virginia at twelve thirty on the ACC RSN, whatever it is. Andy, what? We had the biggest layup of turn of the week of all time, and you pick Miami at Virginia. Yeah, Miami's shitty. The biggest layup in turn of the week history is this week. Okay. Northwestern at Iowa, the two worst offenses in all of Power Five. There's a certain point where you can't put the same the same teams on there every time. This, okay, uh, <laughs> they have not been on. Neither teams have been on there yet. Have it they is, not? 
I the easiest Iowa, surely Iowa turd of the week of all time. I'm pretty sure we already had El Asico on there. Didn't we? You skipped it. Yeah, we, we had El Asico on there. Are really the two worst? Is Northwestern also one of the worst? Well, Northwestern beat is. Nebraska, and that's it. They've won one game. Okay. All right. Uh, still in play, by the way, for our podcast audience, to potentially win the uh, Big Ten West. And there's a scenario out there on there's, Twitter, if you search well enough, that they could win the Big Big Ten West uh, while going five, four and eight. <laughs> they could have a five and eight Rose Bowl team. <laughs> God, it would be amazing. It'd be the most beautiful uh, thing about uh, college football. Your Pac-12 after dark game of the week is Stanford at UCLA, favored by 16.5 at 10.30 on ESPN. I'll say it now. If Ohio State's playing Northwestern and Northwestern's 4-8 and eight in the Big Ten title game, I'm rooting for Northwestern to win. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I, I, 100%, I want it to happen. You want it to happen, happen, but you wouldn't put any money on it, right? No, because I don't think it would happen, but I would want oh. that to happen because it's like okay. the highest level of sicko shit of all time. It really is. Um, all right, let's go to Pickums. Is that what we do next? I thought we do questions. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last week, UCLA at Oregon. Oregon was six and a half point favorite. Tom picked UCLA. Wrong. Whoops. Uh, Ole Miss LSU, the battle for the girlfriend. In the battle for the cup, Tom prevails. <laughs> Damn right. LSU won that game. I said the game, Ole Miss LSU. None of y'all believed. None of y'all believed. <laughs> Uh, after that, we had Minnesota at Penn State. Tom picked Minnesota to win. That was wrong. That was wrong. Uh, Syracuse at Clemson. Uh, only because superstition, Tom was the only person who did not think Clemson would cover 13 and a half points. I will tell you one thing. Syracuse always gives Clemson trouble. I would have picked it no matter what. Uh, they announced the score of that game when it was like, what was it, 21-10 at some point? Yeah. Uh, in the stadium, and the whole stadium went nuts. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I thought you guys don't care about Clemson. Uh, we care. We anytime a top ten team is like losing, that whole this game just cheers. Oh, did you guys like boo at the end when you found out Clemson won? Uh, I don't. They they only do like a scoreboard update like once during the game. It's kind of annoying. Oh, weird. Like we do it like during every commercial break. It'll just go through the the scores around the on the big on the big board. They have the like scrolls like going through on the sideboard, but the they break in at like during the third quarter with like an actual, like, the local sports guy will come up and show highlights. Mm, gotcha. Uh, all right, up next we had Purdue at Wisconsin. Uh, Tom picked Purdue. That was wrong. Wisconsin, actually. Bouncing back after firing their head coach here. Put put together the last three little games here have been uh, pretty good. Looking solid again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And then Texas at Oklahoma State. Uh, Tom and Vegas picked Texas, which was wrong. Meaning last week Tom went two and four. Everyone else, including Vegas, went four and two, bringing your current season standings to last place. Andy at eighteen and thirty. Tom in third place at nineteen and twenty-nine. I'm in second place at twenty-five and twenty-three, and Vegas in first at twenty-nine nineteen. Well, at least I'm not in last place. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it brings us to this week. Up first, we have a Thursday night special. Pack twelve Thursday after dark. Utah at Wazoo. Utah's a seven and a half point favorite. Tom, do they cover? Uh, I have not watched. Well, uh, Utah's looked really good lately. I'm going to go with Utah. 
Are they cover? The cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Andy. Ooh. I I think that they uh I think they win, they don't cover, so no. Uh I think Utah has uh keeps it going, they do cover, and they blow out Washington State. Uh Vegas also thinks they cover. Up next we have Notre Dame and Syracuse. Syracuse is a three point favorite. Uh it's it's at Syracuse? It's at Syracuse. Uh, I thought Notre Dame was the favorite. Were, okay. were they? Didn't Andy have this? Uh, Andy, what's your thing say? He did not put it on there. Perfect. I don't think. Oh, yeah, did. Wait. Here you go. Syrac- yeah, Syracuse did. is three. Syracuse is oh, yeah, yeah. favorite. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think Syracuse is is in a letdown mode after blowing that lead versus uh, Clemson, so I'm picking Notre Dame to win this game. I think that Notre Dame is miserable. I think... Syracuse is a little bit better. Uh, I'm going with the Cuse. Yeah, I think I don't think Syracuse is bad. I think you know, yeah, they they're let down, but also Notre Dame is terrible. So I think uh, Syracuse will win, especially since it's at home. Uh, Vegas picks Syracuse as well. Up next, we have Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State is a 15 and a half point favorite. Yes. Tom thinks they cover. He says yes. Yes. Andy. I think they cover as well. Uh, I do not think. I think it's like a 14-point win. Okay. Uh, Vegas also thinks they cover. Up next, we have Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think... Uh, oh, do we know if Martinez is out this week? He, he left last week's game. I need to... It does. There's no update on Adrian Martinez. I think that game is very Adrian Martinez dependent because he's been playing lights out. Um, yeah, they didn't say why he went out. Um, was that the situation was, where they established that there was no uh, sideline reporter at the game, if I remember right? They, yeah, it was not immediately clear why he entered, uh, and there was no injury reported. Yes, um, so we have no idea. I don't think. Boy, uh, I'm well... I'm going to go on a limb and say that if he does play, he's not going to be 100%, so I'm going to Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, I still think Kansas State's a little fraudy. Yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma State, even yeah, even with uncertainty there. I'm going to stop picking against Oklahoma State, so I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. <laughs> All right, and Vegas Little Tech, K-State. Up next, we have the world's biggest outdoor cocktail party. Largest. Largest. Is it something else now? It's largest what? Like fun time for everyone? Biggest. Biggest also means largest, Andy. I'm just trying to. That's what I hear as well. Uh, Bigly. Uh, Uh Florida, Georgia. Georgia's a 22 and a half point favorite. Tom, do they cover? I mean, yeah, I think so. Andy? So, uh, my, uh, my, I don't know if it's the lizard brain or whatnot, says that I, 22 and a half points is a lot of points for, for me to say, uh, in anything. Also, I think Florida is shitty and we're good. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna go against precedent. Wait, you, my uh, prior precedent. You've done this already. Maybe, done this already. already yeah, I know it's already. still, I, I still have to talk myself into it. And I'm going to say yes, that we cover. I'm having second thoughts now. <laughs> uh, they're going to... Gators, or Gators. George is going by a lot, but not 22 and a half points. No, I'm saying no. 
And Vegas thinks okay. they'll cover. All right, and up next, your actual turn of the week. Northwestern at Iowa. The over-under is 30, 37 and a half. Is it over or is it under 37 and a half points? I, well, I gotta, hate you. I got to think about this. Um, okay, so it could be like 20 to 17 would not All right, be over. Carry the one. I'm trying uh, to think of a score. 21 to 17, but there's no. There's going to be a lot of field goals. It's going to be like... It's gonna be like eighteen to. It's gonna be a weird. 12. It's gonna be a weird ass score. <laughs> eighteen to twelve. I'm feeling. Twenty two. Like nine, nineteen. Nineteen to to. Eighteen to twenty three. So I'm gonna say they'd hit the over. Twenty three nineteen. I'm putting my score in here. Um, okay. Hmm. Uh, this uh, God, this game is so bad. I I try not to think about this sort of game. Um, so I'm trying to think of the situations where Iowa scores more than like seven to ten Wait, points. Is, is is that your twenty three nineteen? Is that your uh, black hardcore pick? No, that's just I just put my score prediction there for like. Okay. 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 Does it matter who has the twenty three and who has the nineteen in your head? No. Okay. You um, can you can put a score out there and I'll put it there if you want if you want. Uh I don't no, I think this is under. <laughs> I, I can't see a scenario where this goes over. You wanna put a score? I'm gonna also do under. I'm gonna say it's gonna be sixteen to ten. Yeah, I was th- I was feeling somewhere in the like fourteen to sixteen and maybe like uh, seven to ten. On the other side. Give me a number. Okay, 15 to 8. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, and I believe we said Vegas will take the over because we take the, the hit to cover. Keep in mind the, the 8. Keep in mind the 8 is is uh, <laughs> Iowa scoring four safeties. Oh, I thought you were going to say field goals in a safety. That's even better. <laughs> it's four we safeties. We had a game. How many safeties happened that game this weekend? Four, I was three? Sc- I was scoring eight points the Iowa way. It's four safeties. All right, there you go. There's your pickups. Yeah. There you go. All right. Do we have any questions this week? Uh, we, have, we have a couple questions. Okay. Okay. Um, first okay. one, Texas A&M fan asks, if any podcast hosts win the Powerball, can they have $95 million? They promise it's for a good cause. I know what the cause is, and I don't feel like it's a good one. because no. If you want to throw your like money away, there's more pleasurable ways you- to do it. Also, it's better for the universe for him to remain coach there. Yeah, it's better for our teams too. Yeah, yeah. So selfishly, we would like for him to stay there as long as possible. I think because y'all might fuck up and actually get a good coach. That's true. A good point um, from one of our our live listeners is if you buy out Jimbo, he might actually live. So if you make him stay there, there the mob's gonna get him. Hmm. Okay. But what if we don't really care either way? Like... <laughs> All right. Heard it here first. Uh, Andy Caps, the host of this year podcast, once a man dead. I didn't say that. I said at, I didn't care either F- way. At FBI. I said I did not care either way. At FBI. All right. Up next, UNC fan asks. How does Iowa have the third worst rushing attack in the nation while also having the tenth worst passing attack? Can I say, I, 
I'm shocked. I thought they would have a worse passing attack than a rushing attack. It's the, the offensive line. Like usually Iowa has like a good offensive line. And everything else sucks. The entire offense is a fucking train wreck, dude. I, like, how can they pass? How can they pass better than they can rush? Because they have they can, they pa- they have to pass way more because they have they're always trying to come back. They just turn it over a lot. Oh god! This isn't like efficiency. This is just like yards. I I, mean, I get it. I just I don't understand how. But also like I've I don't care enough to try to understand. And also at this point, I've made peace with the fact that their offense is just that bad. That I'm not going to understand it, and that's fine. So whatever. Just watch it. Just watch an entire Iowa game at some point. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Why would they do there that? Are kids, there are kids that are dying that have to watch Iowa play this kind of football. You know, what? I, that's right. So tragic. I I think that the I I think Kirk and Brian Ferentz are actually doing a good deed. Is that they made Iowa offense so unwatchable that all the kids in that hospital want to get better so they don't have to watch Iowa play <laughs> offense anymore that's on the fucking so field. Awful. There's a darker way that you could take that. <laughs> you could. I chose the lighter way. You can choose the darker way if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, I for one will not take the other side of that. <laughs> I'm they're not like, either. I'm just saying there's two options they're like, there. Boy, I really got to beat cancer to get out of this hospital. I can't this watch another moment of this offensive this play calling cancer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, okay, actually, legit good question. Okay, uh, that's okay. not that's not a jokey question. That's rare from from an Iowa State fan. Okay, <clears throat> Nick Saban decides he's retiring at the end of this year, and you're now the Alabama AD. Who do you hire so that the fans don't murder you, Kirby? Are we going to answer this like seriously or yes? Uh, yeah. Also, Kirby. Kirby Kirby's never going to go there. It doesn't matter. You don't know that. Who, if they're going to go there or not, who do you try to hire? Who do you hire? It doesn't. It doesn't matter if they say yes or no. Oh, you mean like in a perfect world if they just say yes? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it would be Kirby as much as they would not want to admit it. Okay, give someone else besides Kirby. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, Lane Kiffin. Alabama like fans a, loved him. They loved Lane, him. Brian Kelly. No. Lane Kiffin seems like a. Uh, like a disaster waiting to happen again at at Alabama. Okay, so okay, so let's put it into let's put it into the guise of the the coach also has to like a coach that would agree to it. So like Kirby would definitely not agree to it. The current state uh, at least. Kiffin Kiffin probably would, but I don't. I think Kiffin might be smart enough to not take the job directly after Saban leaves. I and he would might agree. Coach. I would agree with that. I think he would wait for for the next uh, next round because you don't want to fire f- fire you don't want to follow the uh, legend you want to be the the guy after that. <clears throat> what about Lincoln Riley? Would he take it? Uh, I don't know. They would have to pay him a lot of money. I feel like. I mean, it's not like uh, he hasn't left uh, a school for more money recently, so. I don't know why you'd want to go from LA to Alabama, but you know, I mean, if he, he feels like he could, uh, do you think Dabo would come home? I don't know, I don't know if that uh, the Alabama fans probably don't like Dabo anymore, but I don't think he would go. I think he's been at Clemson longer than he was ever at Alabama. So I don't know if his, his heart is there anymore. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, yeah, I agree. I don't think they like him anyway. So it doesn't matter. I don't um, think that 
Dabo would be tops of any list there. What about I think Sark? it'd be what about Sark? I think I think it's no. probably Kiffin, Sark, Baby Sark. Would they? Would they, you think they'd take a risk on someone, or do you think it has to be someone established? Uh, I think it, I don't think Alabama like would they would, go after Coastal Carolina's coach. I don't think that they would. Uh, no, I don't. I think they see themselves as going after somebody that's established and proving what themselves. Of, I think if they're going to take like a risk, they would go after someone like Billy Napier. Right now, Billy Napier, or potentially like successful Billy Napier. I mean, he was—he's—he's been—he's had this is his first season of Florida, so I, I don't yeah. think you can judge. He was very successful in his last role. Yeah, I think he could be successful. I don't think it's too early to tell how good he's going to be at Florida. That's what well, I'm saying. Like, they're great at mid majors, and then they go to a P5, and they don't. Yeah. What about most coaches? Like, like uh, who's like? Turns the, out picking uh, a coach is hard. I would say, I mean, if they were smart, this is who I would take. No one ever listens. And uh, maybe there's something wrong with him. And this is why I know he's never up for any positions. I would go after Dave Clawson. Ugh. Uh, I don't know. He has Wake Forest as a top 10 team. Yeah, but does he have any experience recruiting, like, good players? I mean, he can just get good recruiters on his team. On his team, I mean, I, I mm. assuming he'd have a much higher budget at Alabama than he does at Wake Forest. Sure. Um, I don't know. I think you want to ideally right. get somebody from the region and somebody that's, that's experienced with the with recruiting <laughs> on that level. Um, here's from the region. Here is Carolina, here is the quotes from noted Alabama homer Paul Feinbaum. Uh, about who he thinks, this is from July, mind you, of who he thinks could replace Nick Saban. He says, if it happens in the next two or three years, <laughs> this is funny in retrospective now, he would keep his eyes on Mario Cristobal. <laughs> <laughs> he put Billy Napier on here and uh, Dave Aranda. I and like that one said, better than the other two. And then he said, if something happened right now, Bill O'Brien would be the most serious candidate Yes. <laughs> yes. I would love for that to happen. I would too. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, Bama people need to listen to uh, to Paul Feinbaum. He's got your he's got your backs. So y'all should go for Bill O'Brien whenever this day comes. Hey, you know who guys should go after? Good old Shane Beamer. He's doing great things in Columbia. <laughs> it's weird. Don't you it want feels him like to stay there forever. <laughs> it feels like all the big name coaches. There's like they're in their spots now. There's no like yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to, you're gonna have to take a risk. That's normally the way it works for big coaches, though. I mean, Alabama got super lucky last time because uh, Saban tried to go play in the NFL and it didn't work out, and so they could bring him back. But I mean, who 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 could you do that with now in the NFL? Uh, they, don't, they don't go after college coaches anymore. Yeah, I don't even think there's like an NFL like maybe Matt Rule be like the only one. Yeah. Oh, you know who's sitting around and doing nothing right now? Urban so, Meyer. That's right. <laughs> Urban motherfucking Meyer. What's Bocalini up to? Uh, last I heard, he was at Youngstown State. Okay. How about how about Coach O? Maybe he's like the Coach he's O. his wild oats. He, he's ready to uh, coach again. Nah, uh, he's nope. enjoying that that buyout, man. He's smart. Oh, <laughs> wait, we forgot that. Okay, Polini left. Youngstown State 2019. Then remember, he went to LSU to be a defensive coordinator and got fired in the middle of the season. Oof. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Do you think Alabama would go after a coordinator? It has to be an established head coach. It would have to be a hell of a coordinator, probably. 
Well, who's but, the coordinator? Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Uh, it would have to be somebody putting up like mind-blowing stats on offense or defense, and they're probably going to go. Saban's more of a defensive guy. They're probably going to go offensive guy because that's usually just the way it goes. So all we know is the person who follows Saban is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's going to be there for like three years, and then he's they're going to replace him again. Yeah. <clears throat> if that, maybe two years. Yeah, two or three years seems about right. Um, all right. Anything, any other questions? I think we went a while on that one. That's a good question. Thank you, Iowa State fan. Okay. All right. Good questions. All right. We have uh, we have an email from uh, from Katie. You can send yours to podcast at academicallyknowledgeable.com. Katie says, hey, y'all. I guess it's a good thing that Tom is starting to make a comeback. I don't want to be ignored in my relationship. She's been for a rude awakening. <laughs> she said, I don't want to be ignored in my relationship. Exclamation point. Smiley face. I guess I could be friends with Andrew's wife and we could be a thruple or something if Tom starts losing again. Hell yeah. Uh, Andrew has experience with thruples, uh, Katie. Um, I don't. With what? Yeah, with thruples. There was a time in Mexico. With thruples, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a time in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> a couple that, <laughs> that they had a great time with, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you are... <laughs> not... <laughs> Uh, Katie says, "P.S. My voice I, sounds I awful." Like... Oh, I guess you could. I guess you still use the uh, the later tears. You yes. said it at the end of last week's podcast, but I guess you didn't use it. No, in the actual I did not. I, I didn't want to. What? Um, she said, "P.S. My voice sounds awful." She said, "Much love, Katie." We'll send a new recording in. Yeah, if you want to, I, mean, I don't. I don't think the problem is that she. <laughs> oh, like oh, oh, wait a general... wait. Oh. Uh-oh. She doesn't like her voice. Oh. She doesn't? She doesn't like you her don't. voice. I, I, I thought you were going to say, I think the problem is <laughs> her voice is just terrible. Terrible. She hates like hearing herself. Well, I feel like most people hate hearing themselves, so I don't know. I used to, and then I just don't care anymore. Because I have to listen I to this listen shit every to myself, week. so it's perfect. Well, well I, do I have to edit it, at least. Anyway, um, that is all the questions we have. Again, send us your email to podcast at com. If you have a question or comment or you want an invite to the Discord, send it there, and we'll get you that. And uh, tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'll be uh, live-tweeting on the Twitter account this weekend. Yes. He will not. He will not. Follow that, ineligible underscore pod. Thank you. Later, takers. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.